0: Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Going to look at a Frank Miller classic today. Before we do, want to remind everybody that the best way to support Cartoonist Kayfabe is to buy the comics that Ed and I make. Ed Piscor's Red Room Trigger Warnings and Red Room the Antisocial Network are both out in bookshops today. These are completely self-contained. They can be read in any order. They have four complete stories and a lot of great back matter. So whichever one you encounter first is the perfect place to start. Street Angel Deadly Scroll Live from Image Comics back in stores now. And Hulk Grand Design Monster Madness. The comic books are available now. The oversized fluorescent green collection will be out in early 2023. I highly recommend that you pre order that one uh, with your comic shop or your bookseller wherever you get books because once that goes out of print, it may be a while before you get another crack at it. That's true. But we are here Ed, to talk about one of one of Miller's probably. Highly celebrated books, you know the guy's got quite the career under his belt, different eras, and I think he has fans from each of those eras. But for my money, I remember buying this it's one of the few double dips I did back in the day when this was coming out. I just thought this blew my mind, yeah, this was one of those where I think i it's Miller and Lynn Varley, and they are maybe the peak of their collaboration. Varley's bringing a lot to the table on this, yeah, Miller knows to give her a bunch of space. I think at the time there was stuff about him going to Greece to get, you know, kind of reference and inspiration. And I assume looking at color and lighting because that stuff's very specific. And this was just, I don't know what I expected from it, but I had never seen a comic like this.
1: I was so, uh, I was so young when this came out that, that like, I actually did collect the issues as they came out. So like, I, I was old enough to have a pool list, probably a young teenager, 13, something like that. And I... this is the one where this is like the swan song i feel like uh for the collaboration there was helen back where lynn varley does colors and i
0: think that's after this but
1: it's yeah but but it was never to this rigor it was never to this extent she was almost doing just kind of like washes and it was much more simple uh he's pushing himself further to the abstract and you got a lot of cool sharp lines like you just straight lines that you could you that you could uh position in different angles to create these awesome compositions and just give her so much space to do what she does best and it's the collabo like it's it's the it's the problem like we'll look at xerxes you know we'll have tom one when we do a xerxes one and you'll see where alex sinclair fucking lacks compared to like what we're looking at lynn varley's
0: special and this this felt like it was her showcase And it feels European, you know, revisiting this week felt very much like European albums feel like there's something that's probably on Miller's mind. And it could be the color, could be the reason that I feel that way, because that's something I associate with the European stuff. A lot of the, uh, the liberatory kind of painted, you know, figuring out how to do modeling and things like that. We are going to look at the single issues because I think it'll fit the camera a little bit easier. But I do want to just kind of mention the unusualness of this, this format, you know, what you have here are two page spreads side by side. Very unusual. I did not know a comic of this sort, this format before this. Holy
1: Terror is another version of this. He's done this, this twice. Yeah, he's done this twice. And, and and what happens is, certainly with Holy Terror, I don't think it was, that was never the thought. And I actually don't think that this was the thought for, for the final piece either. It may not have been, although clearly he's designing this book as spreads. As spreads, yeah, no doubt. But when you you could have a reveal on every page if it spreads, but when you have two adjacent pages, there might be something established here that like work better as a page flip, and and that certainly is the case with with that um, Holy Terror comic because you could also see the bifurcation of the mm-hmm. art. So like you could tell that this is a patchwork, you know, former Batman comic or whatever.
0: Yeah. So again, for ease of video, I'm not going to use this one, but Ed, if you see anything noteworthy, you know. Pull it out. We'll yeah. do uh, we'll do comparisons and, and see what's going on with it. And there are some notes about that that I think will come up in our conversation. And one of the first ones, man, you know, like this is just 100% Lynn Varley painting. Like oh, there's yeah. not even line arts here. And Miller doing lettering, probably his cleanest, neatest lettering.
1: Yeah, straight rapidograph shits, man.
0: It's it's very uh, very clean, very clear, and it makes me think of stuff like Sin City. He would do things like um i think it was in that yellow bastard where the guy gets hung on like page one and we get like two blank black pages where it's like wait is he dead what's happening you know and you turn the page and it's like no it's not gonna end that way playing with format playing with page turns and and really utilizing the entire form you know like mastering that entire form i think that that's on display in this a lot sure because you can see we've got full page spreads as the spartans are marching But he's also kind of manipulating how our eye moves with some of his lettering and the placement of that. And it's very weird when you take away the gutters and they're just like spreads next to each other where it's essentially four pages beside each other. It's very odd, the gutter, because you have remnants. Sometimes it's in the way the word balloons are arranged. So it's almost like four pages at times. It's odd. yeah, But definitely an interesting experiment. And this opens with just these beautiful paintings as uh, the Spartans are marching, 480 B.C., and the story's relatively simple um he references 300 spartans the movie which is this famous story of like the persians invading i guess greece and the spartans being like the first line of defense and really putting certain uh combat strategies in place to be able to stand off against a gigantic army with only 300 fighters uh at least long enough for the greek forces to rally uh, behind them right and man does he glorify. It's funny, There's uh, there's there's a great letters page in one of these issues where they send it out to pros, and one of them is Mike Mignola, and he's talking about how, well, there are capes, but they aren't superheroes, and it's like
1: the way Miller describes these Spartans, it's pure superhero language. Yeah, it's real macho stuff, and if you are coming to this comic looking to read a history tale, you gotta fuck the fuck off. Yeah, this is <laughs> you, <laughs> this is Paul. You, you gotta fuck the fuck off. You are a complete daft idiot, and you should, you should go read read a prose book if you want to read about you know the the three hundred Spartans who did because like that's that's the rap that this book would get, and it's like you gotta get your head checked. Man, there's too much mercury in the tuna fish you've been eating for for lunch every day. Yeah, it's
0: a good point because this is one of those like um, historical stories epics you know it's a myth almost sure despite having some root in history like it's just this story that's that's been told in that kind of grandiose way like it's it's hard to tell what what how this references real history
1: it's real butch yes and i was doing i was doing some reading just out of curiosity uh, about like the hunchback dude uh you know like Mm -hmm. is that a character in history and and there was and he was not by all accounts he was not you know, gimped out or whatever. Uh, he was, they called him a politician. So he fucking made a political move to diss his homies, to diss his people.
0: Yeah. It's, that's interesting to think of him as a politician historically. And then how does Miller, who I think is very critical of politicians, how does he visually represent that guy? There's,
1: there's a lot of that. Like, like Miller's still putting his, his stuff in here and getting some, some artistic stuff across, man. We'll see when, uh, Leonidas is going to visit the, uh, the oracles.
0: Right. Um, so, this opening part is they're, is they're marching along. One of the soldiers stumbles, and his captain's sort of kicking the shit out of him. It's all set up for just how tough these guys are.
1: And they establish his hierarchy. Yes. Like, so, So some some goofball. There's no room for error. Yeah. Soldier, captain, your, yeah. your hierarchy,
0: uh, you know, kind of reprimanding him, punishing him. Destroying for, him. For, for stumbling. And would have killed him.
1: The captain does not hear Leonidas give his order. Yeah, the next man up the totem pole. This is the top of the ladder so, with this group. So he has to punk down the captain.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he knocks out the captain, and then he has the first guy. You got to carry the captain
1: Yeah, down. you didn't do right. I'm not doing you a favor. No. So you better fireman carry this dude. He's giving him Varangana drills.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. Yes, that's exactly right. He's building up that cardio on that boy. They nickname him Stumbly Oafs. And uh, I mention that because at the end of the story, we're gonna refer to him as his real name as the battle really gets to a peak. It gets a, and his it's a, arc. Uh, a big moment for him
1: but that's a thing like like uh, there's a few separate characters established and they all have their kind of arc, their purpose there's there's not the fat is so trimmed. this is a very lean it is. story <clears throat> and uh there's not Spartan one, if you will <laughs> There's not one dangler, you know like when you, when somebody gets established, you know that you're gonna get a full you know, arc with, with whoever you're talking about.
0: This is one of the great ideas. Um, I think a lot about Neil Gaiman and Sandman and its success and how it's kind of about writing.
1: Yeah.
0: It's hard not to put that stuff in there. I think if you're a writer and this is Miller putting it in with Dilios, who is sort of like the storyteller, the guy who's going to entertain the soldiers at night and we'll see him used a few times. And sometimes Leonidas is telling him like, you need to inspire these guys tonight. You know, you need to rally the troops. It it depends on kind of like where they're at. And that storyteller is a big manipulative part of the psyche of this army of 300.
1: There's, there's all those things that they're vestiges that that we still use today. I mean, just literally banging a drum, keeping dudes in a rhythm has intimidation, uh, components to it. It has cohesion, uh, elements to it. And, and that's, that's an old deal too. I, and this is the oldest of propaganda that's being spun basically talking about how, how we're such fucking badasses, and, and your yep. leader is the baddest ass motherfucker of the all. That's exactly right. This
0: is our King's origin story, but it is very much like intertwined with kind of the history of Spartans and their lore, and its exposition. From just putting together a comic book,
1: it's giving us the background that we need on what is a Spartan. Here's another motif of Miller, man. If you go back just one real quick, dude. Uh, We got our survivor um, eating, you know, eating bugs and rodents. Uh, We we looked at that Ronin 2 preview piece, talks about eating bugs and rodents. And can we forget the all-star Batman part where he kidnaps young Dick Grayson after his parents that's right. Get murdered and forces the boy to live in a bat cave eating uh, mice.
0: Wow! Propaganda for the uh, new world order,
1: right? When we're all going <laughs> to be eating bugs.
0: <laughs> um, cold, hungry, far from home, and defenseless. Yeah,
1: so, so, dude, you're really getting, he was prey. You're getting the dude over. Absolutely, you know, he's 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 fighting a monster and he's going to win. How about that wolf, dude? Like this is what you get. Like <clears throat> this is what you get when you do not fucking trace. Photographs from Google image search when you type in coyote. You know, you could push things and get crazy with it.
0: Yeah. And this is a preview of what our story is going to be. Absolutely. This boy cannot fight that wolf. Yeah. There's no way he's winning in this scenario. He's got to use headspace. So he finds a space that's going to take away a lot of the wolf's powers. And uh that's your moment. And I love this as a two page spread. It's great. This is such a classic thing of having like the big projected shadow on the wall. You know, you often see it maybe in an alley shot or something like that in a superhero comic. It's so cool, and it's I, I did something like this in Street Angel where I have a punch on one side, and you turn the page and see the guy getting punched on the other side,
1: where like you're reading across the page.
0: Yeah. And that's what you get here. Very cool. And the boy comes home. He's got some again. vines
1: on, baby man. He's got straight up like yeah. He's not cool slim. Not
0: not cool anymore with his uh, wolf skin coat on. And that's the king, you know. And again, it's it's a good way to handle exposition for this story.
1: Good lettering here, man, because all these dudes have their cocks out <laughs> as they're celebrating holding their big spears, shouting their king's name. Like, you know, that ain't the greatest look.
0: <laughs> look at this for just marks. Because we're going to have all kind of these, like, Miller marks, just big, heavy shadow line. Yeah. Not even, reset, you know, that's not a rock texture. That's not a fold in a robe. But you're able to sort of...
1: Go with it, you know, it's it's an indicator. How about and, this stuff? You see, this is what I'm talking about when you have these spears and you could do all kinds of design things with it, you know, you got the chaos of these guys laying there just trying to find some kind of comfort.
0: Yeah. And the king is not sleeping. He's still, forty years later, still the badass of the group. Leading by example.
1: Great colors by by Varley to kind of push that night sky. You know, we've seen the crimson. We know how red that stuff is. Uh, That little bit of illumination from these these small fires.
0: Yeah, and it works great. That little bit of orange against your blue and navies of the night.
1: Here comes our Persians.
0: Yeah, the other piece of the exposition, the backstory, like where are they marching to and why? And it is uh, a messenger from Xerxes coming in to basically make a deal. We'll spare you.
1: Harkin's back. I mean, you can't, you have to think about that, um, that Batman, uh, splash.
0: Oh, for sure. 100%. I think even the pose is, yeah. is a straight on reference to that.
1: Which makes you have to acknowledge that Frank Miller is one of the great horse artists in comics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, horses. And it's then, so and, cool looking. And then there
1: is the dark horse. I feel, I feel like that's salesmanship
0: yeah this should be on uh, richardson's wall yeah this, this piece of original i like this choice of having your line art for the background
1: horses not colored differently their background color they're open. just the dust just get kicked up yeah absolutely and look at it's all earth tones like you know we always talk about like brown like but this is like this is where you should be using oranges and browns and neutrals especially against that crimson red of their capes yeah, but you know what, we say that,
0: and you can still find blues, even purples in some of the flesh tone yeah. pieces. So And then it's punched. Like you'll get the purple clear in like a ribbon or something on the horse. Yeah. And whenever you have the little bit of blues, what a focal point. In a world of orange and brown, we go right to our guy with the with the orange hat on or with the blue hat on.
1: Yeah, and you can really separate the gangs, you know, through costume and color. So the meeting between the, uh, the cartooning here. Spartan King. That little guy.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. The Spartan King and the Messenger from Xerxes. And uh, the Spartan King's not having any of this. I
1: fucking love this piece right here. It's one of the most memorable because it's just it's just pure fiction, you know. Like like once again, for the people that are coming here for a history comic, get the fuck out, man. We're having some fun. And if this is like blue line method. I have to assume that there are just a lot of happy accidents that are happening for Lynn Varley to communicate the the um volume of these bricks cuz Cause, cause I think that it's some of it's by by accident where 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 like the you see like the highlights mm-hmm. cuz you see full brush strokes yeah and then when you see highlights like I don't know how you even see the blue line after you put down a wash cuz it's a very thick opaque-looking paints that she's putting down.
0: Yeah, it's a good question. It's possible you're doing some of, like, the shadow lines first. Right. Like, you're going over some of the blue lines to, yeah. to, to get some of those. Who knows? Maybe she painted it more than once, too. You know, like, that could have been part of the process of learning how to
1: best... Uh, That's what Alex Ross did, did on that uh, that Fantastic Four thing. Like, he would show, like, three, four pages of just different color choices and tries.
0: Yeah, I, I see that with different people. Um, like, Steve Rude's sketchbook, you would see, like, cover mock-ups where it would be, like, a bunch of these little tiny and it just colors yeah so leonidas says no kicks the messengers down into this pit along with their envoy and then that's it war begins and that's the end of our issue so once again like miller this is to me this is miller at the top of his game yeah you mentioned no fat i think that's a sign of being at the top of the game but ending an issue like right here where the war begins we started with the soldiers marching for that battle Heck of a first issue, Unbelievable. everything you need there. Background on both sides, at least enough to get it, get it started. And we are off for the uh, next issue, duty.
1: <laughs> duty. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> show the spread, man, show the spread.
0: Yeah, all of these covers are this uh, wraparound deluxe. Look how minimal the drawing is on there. A lot of uh, Varley putting in that moon putting in your metallic surface on the shield. Absolutely. But really, really uh, not a lot of drawing, you know? In a weird way, like, this is your sequel to Dark
1: Knight. Sure. And I mean that from a visual standpoint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, this is her really showing up, doing her thing. And, And him, like, look at him pushing the abstract. Just shapes. Just shapes. And then just... You know you know what he's doing with this man if you divorce yourself from the color and really look at it and there will be very good examples along the way we've passed up some he's going full hokusai here like this is this is like classic penmanship of like the old days you know that like this looks like japanese calligraphic image making How he builds that face, dude. He spent enough time with Marv to know what to do, and didn't just create those those Greek features.
0: And I mean, again, when I say a visual sequel to Dark Knight, yeah. hard hard not to see it right there. Right? Oh yeah. And why not? You
1: know that that book changed comics. Like, wouldn't you be leaning into that if that was on your resume? Absolutely, man. Let's get into Frank Miller's thoughts on organized religion with this next uh, little bit. It,
0: you know what's fun is, like, you read this through through that idea, and he is so critical of politicians, of of these, like, leaders, right? And, yeah. And why well, not, man? What's be, the evidence to not be that
1: way? It would be these guys who are trying to censor your comics and shit like that. Like, look at what he's doing here, man, making sure to push a rock up there so that you have your black on white there. And it's so clear, like, right here. That it's almost a little too on the nose in a way. Like, when Mignola does it, it's there's like elegance in the design, and it almost feels like there just happens to be something black back there. But this is like so clear that you build that in there so that you can get that fire across. Hmm. And 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 also, you know, this is this is the the priest of the day. Uh, so he's doing no heavy lifting.
0: Yeah. First, he's like, I, I trust you didn't come empty-handed. Shows him a bunch of gold. He's like, It looks heavy. You carry it. Right. <laughs> And uh the, the captions from the king. Priest to the
1: old gods, inbred swine whom even a king must bribe and beg. It, which is so perfect, because like in this days of in, in these days of um the Spartans, right? If you're a lily livered wuss, you're fucking toast unless you come up with a scheme that's like the sun talks to me. That that thing up there, it talks to me. And it really it tells me that you better give me some food and a couple of women or else Poseidon is going to fucking flood this whole countryside. So you better hook me up because I'm going to talk to him and he's going to be mad. Like you have to come up with that kind of construct for your own survival because like the 300 are going to tear you up and, and render you render you like impotent in terms of propagating your genes, you know? So you got to come up with a scam basically.
0: Leonidas wants
1: their blessing to go to war. And, and it's almost a, it's a political move that he has to do for the good of um, the goodwill of his, his, his me, like the, the townspeople. Right. If you get the cosign from these guys, then it'll be easier to convince everybody that uh, we're going to war. And that's not unlike uh, modern day politics, where, where these guys have, you know, religious lobbyists. and. This stuff is, um, when Miller's at the top of his game, I feel like he's like a surgeon with a scalpel especially
0: in terms of words because his art is loose i'm not describing his art that way but the writing is really precise and it starts out with leonidas talking first and saying the fate of all greece hangs in the balance and they're like first things first you mustn't insult the gods (laughs) and we see him paying in gold right and then it's proceed so it's cutting promos It's
1: it's cutting promos yeah it's a televangelist man listen i can't i can't absolve you of your sins for free
0: how about this for just a drawing? We we have like the column round building that they're in, and then we have this like
1: round composition. Three point perspective. Look at the gnarly fucking feet on all these dudes. They didn't invent toenail clippers yet. Oh man,
0: you know what? There's they they all have like four toes, <laughs> I, which I think speaks swines. to that inbred kind of thing. But they basically tell them, you know what? You know, you can't go to war uh, right now because we, we have s- this uh, yeah we cel- have Christmas this
1: festival. yeah you know some sort of uh, holiday and and and. Uh... That's probably a good fundraiser you know for for the church to, to have their their holiday so they're like okay listen let's let's ask our the oracle let's ask our chick see what she has to say and uh let's go by with what she says and she just parrots exactly what those uh goofballs are talking while she's like rubbing her puss or whatever the fuck she's doing man
0: yeah some kind of striptease hey this is the one place where i could not figure out what in the heck is lynn varley doing yeah totally man. there's texture in this sequence that i i really don't know what it is it feels like
1: a linen uh linen canvas kind of texture but i don't know what that is yeah it's like he's painting through a burlap sack or something like yeah yeah if you if you know tell us because because uh on the next page you see it and yeah and and like i have it's a thing that i got that from that dude jason shithead that is a ruler it's it's a ruler that has ink kind of yeah. like think of like a bingo dauber and so like there's ink in the thing and there's this ruler that has the dots and you could apply like series of dots to like get it to like you see how it's gone over a couple of times and like the dots don't line up like the ruler thing will do that But, But while we're talking materials yeah what tool is he pen or brush on her hair good question because it's that's the hokusai line that i'm talking about where there's like these weird kind of fat things yes it's almost like the um lettering nib like the one that we were criticizing from funny pages because you can't feather with that which they tried to do in a thing, but you can get these kind of lines with that kind of pen i have one of those i have a million of
0: these old books of like you know how to make comics yeah and one of them a lot of them were from inking companies that's who would publish the books right And it has like all these drawing things with pen nibs and they're like C nibs and B nibs. They call out the nibs in some of them. But they're what I think of as lettering nibs. Uh But they're showing like Character drawings and stuff. So it does make me wonder, like, what he's drawing that hair with? should we see that
1: hair. We should have asked. We should have. Well, well, these lines are even used on characters, like from mm-hmm. a distance, and there's even versions like these, just the oddest of thick and thins.
0: Yeah, very strange.
1: And and this is uh this is interesting because this is colored like kind of like a like a like a blue line kind of method, I think. So like, um, you have to convert. It can't be gray. It's not gray scale What this artwork the line art is so you lose a lot here um with i i imagine like if you saw what the original was i'm imagining far more white but it looks like gray like you're seeing the whitest of white parts when he's doing his finger paintings because it doesn't taper off so well and i think it's supposed to be like a smoky smoldery kind of like a dry ice kind of uh, smoke and mirrors that they're doing because he puts it here also yeah, that, that's, the same, that, that's another one of those pieces that I don't understand what we're looking at. Yeah, because you know what? Looking close, it's not even fingerprints, man. It's, a, it's that same burlap sack thing. Right. Although, I think it's different than the burlap
0: sack. The, the grid pattern seems different. Man, we're spending a lot of time on this. I can't help it, though. Well, it's it's weird. Curious. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, this is cartoon escape. It's what we do. But nevertheless,
0: Leonidas does not get what he wants. He leaves there saying the climb down's harder than it was up pompous inbred swine, worthless, diseased, rotten, corrupt. And now we see the corruption. And it's one of uh, Xerxes' men paying these guys off in a much larger pile of gold yeah, to like, uh, be wise. Give, give us what we need here.
1: And, Help and, us out. And, and, and basically thanking them. Like, you know, we saw what Leonidas could afford, maybe five pieces of those, not like, you know, 500 pieces. And uh, it's basically thanking them for saying, you can't do it on this holiday. You know, getting this this hooker to, to talk our smack.
0: Yeah. So when Sparta burns, you'll be you'll bathe in gold, and fresh oracles will be delivered to you daily.
1: <laughs> oracles, like that's just like
0: a brutal man. That's it's code word. Again, talk about cutting promos. Like there is no room and no no uh, ambiguity about Miller's feelings on those religious leaders. Look at
1: the cutover figure right here. Just a, a total walking god. This looks like um, Greek art. It you does, know, like on the side of pottery or Absolutely. something.
0: Absolutely, a boss relief. So he basically says, you know, not going to be uh, going to war, but I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah, and that's where he gets his 300 right, and uh, says his good- goodbyes to the to his wife. Come back with your shield or on it, and he says, "Yes, my lady." Goodbye, my love. He doesn't say it. There's no room for softness, not in Sparta.
1: Yeah, she turns the back and lets allows her femininity yeah to show, and those eyes are so close together. Again, this is this is propaganda the other way now the the mythology of these 300 Spartans. Yeah, and these guys are these 300 they are professional soldiers. They are navy seals, man. Uh their whole deal is killing, fighting and they fucking love it and enjoy it. Uh and that's that's the opposite of like these other armies. You see you saw this shit in Game of Thrones where where countries would have like a slave army and maybe at a certain point when they're going further and further away Maybe you have mutinies and things like that. Maybe these guys, they would rather be bakers. That's that's what we're establishing here. They're like, what is it, the Arcadians? No, yeah, sure the Arcadians.
0: Showing. Hey, one last note before we dip into Arcadians. The captioning here, he will never see her again. He will never see Sparta again. Like, that resolution runs through this. It does. Like, it, nobody's coming back from this. This is a fight it's that's going to be like, we will hold off these guys. But eventually, if we're going to win, somebody behind us is is, is going to be the victors.
1: Yeah, and and it's, it's one of these... Uh, Fantastic storytelling challenges. It's like, uh, you know, Titanic. We know what's hap- what going to happen. We're building up to the inevitable conclusion, which is you ain't winning. We all know it. Even when he's promoting his stuff, because I didn't know nothing about 300 Spartans or some shit. I didn't see that old yeah. movie. Uh, we knew that they're toast. So it's about enjoying the destination, the trip along the
0: way. This is Frank Miller, the great writer doing a scene on this spread so when those arcadians show up they're like we're told spartas on a warpath. we were eager to join forces and then you've got these little like the naysayers in the background there can't be more than a hundred of them i can't believe this is this some kind of joke and uh leonidas is like well you know what's your profession and the guy's like potter sculptor
1: blacksmith baker (laughs) it's you're getting the guys at spx to join your army (laughs) (laughs) and he's like see i brought more soldiers than you did yeah man real badass
0: stuff but again that was a spread yeah that was all of that was accomplished in two pages one page in the hardcover talk about math tricks Mm -hmm. but here they go man off on their march and this is all based on this moment right like there's a strategic check, spot.
1: Check this out real quick. Like, like just as a spread... Like, look, it works as two-page two, two page spreads. It yeah. really does, doesn't it? It does. You know, it's it's not continuing into the next, but just the, the flow and the shape of everything, it really works together. You think that's a happy accident? Could be. Broken clock is right two times a day, but this
0: looks so clear, right? It's so great, too, to go from, like, the skylight into the sky essentially black, Yeah, and then the hot gates being the, uh, See, the this, light.
1: This is such a cool thing on Miller's part, like, he built up enough equity in the company that he can get them to publish a different shaped book. Oh, you know what? It's it's worth noting, too, the editor on here, he often works with Bob Shrek
0: around this time period. Diana shuts the editor on this, sure. and I don't know how much she did, you know, maybe she's part of the team in terms of, like, let's sell Mike Richards on uh, doing this unusual format collection but I, I think it's noteworthy because i feel like she's one of the interesting editors and there's there's a handful of those in comics history. Yeah.
1: I i love this spread. Like just seeing those little spears, it, it really sells you on on a scale. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's such a simple it would be hard to have the balls to do this. Absolutely. You know, cuz it's just a cut, a line like a lot's of black and a bunch of little straight lines. You know, it's nearly Tom Gold and, and then you let Lynn Varley do her thing. It's a one-second read. Here's your Dark Knight. More Dark Knight.
0: And they talk about the... Uh, this is Poseidon helping them, you know. Crashing into Xerxes' navy out there. And uh, pity the sailor this night.
1: Yes, and then you, you really get to pity them. Because they're the Persians showing up as little stick figures. Bouncing
0: off of the rocky shores.
1: Yeah, and the, and the uh, Arcadians are laughing. ha <laughs> ha, these dumb fucks. We're going to destroy them. But... The one stoic guy, Leonidas, because he knows that it ain't necessarily the case. Man, his eyes, like, they're not even symmetrical. Uh-uh. That's yeah, Miller does it Really wild. The other thing, there, there's a cool arc with Leonidas that's very, very subtle throughout, where when they start to gain a little footing, he allows for the potentiality. He, he puts his mind in a place, where well, maybe we can beat them in a way. He just tricks himself to kind of keep going. I feel like it's a self preservation maneuver that just built in where it's like oh fuck we might have this so
0: these were the uh, advanced uh they sent out black and white previews to everybody yeah well let me tell you who they sent them to or at least who wrote back joe Kubert, maggie thompson from comics buyer's guide walt simonson jeff smith jill thompson dave gibbons mimi carroll who is a uh, a retailer night flight has a store in salt lake city bob schreck uh his other frequent editor and mike mignola Again, as a reader, I'm buying these off the shelf. I'm a teenager. You're just, this is ins- incredible. You know, like, uh, it's blowing my mind. Like, these are some of my favorite artists, people that I'm aware of in the industry. And they're just heaping praise on this thing. You know, yeah. like, really giving it this context. And why not? You know, what what date is this? Is this uh, late 90s, I think, yeah, is when this is coming now. out? I feel like it's more mid. 98, I've got here. So, late 90s, but it, it gives you that context of, like, the 90s were. You know, I'm checked out of a lot of comics by this point, so this is popping. This is something that's pretty exciting at that time frame. Show the spread. Show the spread. Uh, when I, when I went to the Kubert, does school, that make you think Barney
1: Wrightson? That's what uh, I think of with like that grotesque kind of shape. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, Joe Kubert did a City uh pinup mm-hmm. with uh, Agamemnon and eating a sandwich, and and then <laughs> you see him in the back there. When I went to uh, Kubert School. The very first Frank Miller original arts I ever saw was um, uh, Frank hooked him up with a couple two-page spreads of Hardigan in the cell at the beginning of uh, That Yellow Bastard, like when he, when he uh, comes back and, and gets convicted and shit. And that was the first shit I ever saw. Uh, like Frank Miller originals, man. That's really Two page cool. spreads, white paint making the bars and junk. It was so instructive. He had it in his uh, not his his personal office, but like the school office. Like when you go into the office, you just see the shit right there, man. Unbelievable. Worth half the admission. Walking into that <laughs> yeah, office, out <right>. <laughs> some originals. See, doesn't this feel uh, J- Japanese? Like like uh, just just that old school, you know, ink. Yeah, it does
0: a little bit. And I think of that as flat, you know, like um, a lot of that that kind of printing and, and like uh, wood yeah. prints and stuff, there's a flatness to them. You know, you're not getting the weird perspectives that we're used to. What I find interesting is how that works with the color, because that's a that's such a fight in modern comics yeah. between like the black and, and the color, especially this modeled color. And yet it works beautifully here. You know, it's a very warm black. It's yeah. almost brown, but it still is this huge flat swath of color. Whenever then you have, like, Lynn Varley painting stuff.
1: Yeah, she has to color it very dark. Like, you can't have, like, light colors on top of that.
0: All right, so we're going to introduce this uh, this guy who you say is based historically on a politician. Yeah. So, interesting to see him coming through and... Uh... This is our training, right? Where we have the Spartans standing on the young it's so soldiers gay, doing uh, one-handed one push-ups and talking
1: trash. It's the gayest shit, dude. <laughs> it's it's total, like, towel snapping inside the, the gym locker. Yeah, it feels like these it. these dudes have their junk out, you know, standing on top of dudes' backs. And they were talking about the Athenians calling them boy lovers and shit. Yeah. This is what happens to your usual hunchbacks and shit in... Uh, in sparta yeah and we need this because this character who's being introduced the way
0: he is still alive his parents leave sparta yeah in order for him to to survive because
1: this would have been his fate there and build up the legend of spartan warriors you know so this guy this guy is like goodwill hunting you know like he's he's off on his own doing his he's autodidact in terms of warfare doing his own thing learning the craft and then he's going to come back to be part of the crew. Yeah,
0: wants to uh, wants to make his family proud. So there's another group sent from Xerxes to uh, negotiate surrender.
1: Yeah, look at the avarice too. You got your your slaves kind of carrying these opulent. There's some really uh,
0: cool visuals of this as we go further along. Like when we see Xerxes, it's like a team of yeah, people carrying amazing. him. It's a whole giant throne set up. So it goes, that escalates the uh, the carriage they're riding and escalates that's, as they go up their uh, chain of command. That's the
1: kind of thing that you, you see in such amazing fashion in, the, in like a Game of Thrones, too, where you see the the, the scale and the regality of it all.
0: And uh, the note here is perhaps he wonders why he hasn't heard from his scouts And that caption right on top of a scout with a spear through through, uh, ass to mouth. I think great cannibal holocaust. Yeah, skewered. You know what's great too, Lynn Varley color here. If you go from like this page, and the palette's
1: still almost all black or all all browns, and yet it feels totally different. But you notice the little move that she's doing, man. Sparta red, Persians golden blue. Yeah.
0: Yeah, very subtle. Uh, different palette, but it but it certainly works. Yeah, it's a only a one welcome. two key pieces. Yeah, just just horrific. And like the coastline, that was something that I would read in interviews about Miller. You know, talking about doing the research for this for landscapes
1: and things. Yeah, there's a real power there, man. I remember visiting Helsinki, Helsinki Finland for for a show, and we would take a ferry boat out to this fort and you would read a little placard about the battles that go on and you could like literally like look out the window and see just the ocean and maybe like a little piece of uh, sweden or something mm-hmm. over there and it's like you know the vikings or barbarians or whatever coming from Sweden like over here and it's like you feel it you, f- you could fucking feel like how you got to strategically use terrain to try to get a one-up on uh People.
0: it makes me think because this does not feel like photo reference to me say this coastline but it, you know what it is almost like care
1: catcher of a landscape it's it's a cartoon yeah man. it's a total cartoon for sure it's, it's, pretty it's like wiley e. coyote type shit for sure look at our boy man one of the subtle things that miller does right here is you he has like the uh, overbite of the bottom of his lip coming right under that shield to just to just add some grizzliness this shit reminds me of tom tom, tom will do figures like that mm-hmm. at that scale where it's almost stick figures uh, kind of erect you know it's it's iconography above just drawing you know drawing pretty things and this is uh this is important to like you 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 have like a little calm area where these guys could spin their yarns rest all of that so if this is given up like that's a bad thing which gets established also every story ends if you flip the page Jimmy. Every story of the or storyteller guy, it always ends with uh, them turning their ass to their uh, vil- to the people they dislike. It's always it's always about like showing them your hind parts.
0: This is a pretty strange piece of cartooning because we have two people talking. Yeah. And they're kind of their texts are somewhat independent of each other. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not talking to each other, but they're both running these uh two two streams of dialogue. And whenever finally the, our Persian loses his temper and says, damn you, you will listen, then it's time for a fight, and they cut the guy's whip arm off. You know, they talk about the slaves that the Persians are using, and the, even here, you know, like as part of that group that's coming to meet. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think every piece is something that, that Miller has considered, you know, the idea that that's a slave driver. Right,
1: and you see the hocus-eye lines here. Like, totally. look at the You see what I mean? Just like weird thick and thins, doing it very fast.
0: I think Varley even reinforces that with some of her color choices, you know, like for some of the shrub work around there. Totally, it just like daubs. it's in line with those.
1: Yeah, daubs of uh, paint.
0: Yeah, and the story that uh, Delios is, is telling here is, it's almost like the uh, Good Samaritan or something, but it ends with every Greek knows, but only the Spartans choose to do it, the right thing. He says, our arrows will blot out the sun, and he says, then we'll fight in shade.
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's like one of those, in, you know, in history, they're like famous. Yeah. Say, I, I think that's one of the famous sayings that, that is a part of the story forever. Yeah, I
0: wonder if that was populated in the movie. Probably. Because Miller talks about that in some of the letters page stuff, too, like, like uh,
1: you know, the pieces that he is taking from... History, or from pop history, I suppose. Yeah, listen, man, this ain't a history comic. This Absolutely, a, this, this ain't a first, second, fucking young adult history of the Spartans. So our deformed
0: guy shows up, and it's interesting. They're talking about arrows and the way that the um, the Spartan shield, like how their how their battalions work. Yeah, that shield is not to protect you; it's to protect the guy next to you. And so, whenever this guy shows up, our hunchback, he's like, "Raise your shield." And the shield he can't he can only get it up a certain level because of his his hunchback, and as a result, like it's not high enough to protect the
1: other another soldier next to him. So you can't be part of our phalanx. Uh, it's done. It's over. You don't have a chance. But he hears the dude out, which is an interesting part because the captain's, you know, these are your soldiers, and 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 they're like trying to accept your delegation and assume that like this is what you would want. Get the fuck away from us, you disease ridden piece of shit. But Leonidas is like, no, no, let's hear him out real quick. I feel like this hunchback could have been like, um, you dress him up in a Persian garment. You know what I mean? Like you, like, you kill a Persian and you put hit, like that Persian's uh, accoutrement all over him. And then you, you bring him out at the front and say, we're going to cast spells on you. Motherfuckers! If you keep, <laughs> if you keep uh, psychological you warfare, it was done. It was done against the Spartans because they never saw elephants, and shit. I remember. Yeah. I remember watching a uh, special like when three hundred the movie came out. There were all these like sure. st- learning channel specials, and uh, never seeing elephants before, and like being scared to death. Hey, how much is
0: this? Lynn Varley almost going black and white. You know, this is kind of this yeah. emotional scene. And then, if I read this correctly, our guy attempts suicide. Right. Once he's rejected he yeah, from yeah. the king, it's not like he's pushed to his death. He, the king leaves, and uh, you know we what? we leave our guy in the top of the mountain, and he just jumps off the cliff. Go go back a page.
1: This page. Look at look at the paint sitting on top of the black. Okay. It is not this is not blue line. Because the ink is, I mean, her, her painting. Look at Leonidas' stuff, man. You see what the black is. Yeah, you can is. see it here too. And oh, then, clearly. so she is painting on top of black, like a, a black piece of art. Interesting, because that's not that's not every page. Yeah,
0: because it's not every page, it does make me wonder if that's something with the, if the transparency thing? is not opaque. I I yeah, I just don't know, because some of it really looks like paint on top of a black line, like this part right here. Yeah, you can see outlines, almost like. Um, not a halo, but you can see where like it's black on the inside, but the you, edges you are, know what? are redded.
1: You know what? If you just look, if you just look at the like, so something that's fully black, right? Yeah, it's a CMYK black, right? Like you look on a previous page, the black is pure black, but like it's a total CMYK black everywhere. Do you think they're controlling like that, black, or
0: do you think that's just a print I, I variation? Don't, I
1: I think I think that maybe this page was fu- fucked up. Like like they had to do it some other way. That's a question. Because that's such a control thing
0: now. Yeah. Like, you could control that now digitally. I don't know about 98 that anybody's even thinking that
1: way. You know, it's probably possible to do that, but nobody's thinking that way. You're right, right. Because, like, now we're back in full, like, black plate. Can we just show people real quick, man? Like, Like, the black on a piece of acetate. Yeah. This is,
0: when we say blue line, this is literally blue line. You can see the blue that is printed out on, this is like a heavy, you can put wet media on here. And that's what they did. Yeah. You know, this is painted directly on here. The blue line is there because you can paint over it and it won't reproduce very easily. You know, it's kind of light. So you paint on there, you tape your black overlay and then go photograph this. Yes. Or photograph this separately where this is your black plate and then this is shot
1: to get your uh, four color mix. We're either going to do or have done a uh, more expansive video on on the process, but. uh... And we've seen some of Lynn Varley, Frank Miller's um,
0: electro lives again pages which are done that way yeah you know you have your black line taped on top and right. painted underneath which is what we assume this is but maybe that it isn't you know like maybe this is another technique where she's painting directly on top of a black it was just that one line. page
1: though yeah. like i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep my eyes peeled to see if i see more of it all right one other piece
0: that we learned from from our uh, hunchback is that there is another path that you could sneak up on the Spartans from behind. You could basically uh, you know, come at them from both directions if you follow this goat path. So Leonidas says, send the, F- the Phocians. I don't know who those people are, like what city that is in Greece. Yeah, no. But send them around to cover the goat path. And then there's an earthquake, but it's not an earthquake. It's a gigantic army coming.
1: Can you believe it? Shit your fucking pants. And that's what
0: a gigantic earthquake causing army would be. And I've done races where it's like 10,000 people. It it is amazing because it does feel like the ground is shaking, sure. like beating, pounding. It's Definitely. uh you can feel it and hear it. It's really neat.
1: And and I mean, once again, more the Hokusai line where it's just it's almost like um not combat photography, but like a guy just w- witnessing this, and having to get get it all down by hand as quick as possible.
0: Yeah, it's really cool, and I love the use of black and silhouette for the nearest stuff. Really? really good stuff, man. And just more of it, man. It's just
1: you're really trying to sell it. Nearly clear line, you know. Nearly his Electra Lives again, kind of style. You know, nearly Jeff Darrow. That's what I mean whenever I say European, and and a lot of that is Lynn Varley's color, but he's drawing for her color. Oh, totally. Leave that shit open. Now this, this is what
0: you're meeting and and how great is it to go from like these two pages of chaos, right? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. movement and,
1: and, and motion. And whenever you then see what they're about to meet complete order, they capture that well in the movie when they have like just these simple movements. And then when, they, when you see them create the phalanx and just the different things that they need to do to combat different, um, techniques and and, and piece of artillery or, or warfare that are coming their way. Uh, that's something that you get in motion that you just is very hard to do in comics
0: all right man so there there is your uh your, your cliffhanger for this issue next issue is combat but again what a way to end an issue oh yeah if you don't want to read the next one i just i, I don't know what to say like it feels like that's a perfect setup for an issue not a cliffhanger exactly but like
1: a come back next month love it man it's called 300 so you show the spartans on the front piece and then you got you know the, it's crypts versus bloods Great cover, once again a wraparound cover,
0: and if you pay attention, this is not 50-50 Spartans and Persians, it's about 60-65% Persians. Yeah, it's all cheated. They're more than to half. this.
1: Yeah, it's cheated to this side a, a little bit more, but it still is that pleasing triangle composition.
0: You know, the the one move I wonder about is this opening spread in the single issues is the same every issue. Sure. I'm kind of surprised by that. (laughs) Again, perfect order. Your spears all look like they're coming from the same point. Yeah, you know, almost uh, your perspective, right? Or your spears get that vanishing point together, and now it's just fights and carnage, brutality and mayhem. A lot of uh, a lot of get get the red splatter ready, lynn
1: Carnography.
0: How about that for a spread the Fe- first day
1: feels like a nod to the famous uh how foster prince valiant composition man where uh the knights of the round are pushing a bunch of invaders off of a bridge
0: no prisoners no mercy we're off to one hell of a good start
1: yeah so so butch And those here are,
0: we get to see the arrows that are going to blot out the sky. Those are some
1: Frank Miller arrowheads too, man.
0: They're neat. You see those several times where it's almost in silhouette and they have those different shapes and stuff. Very ornamental.
1: Yeah, the one looks like a straight-up fighter jet. It talks about like a thousand harpies scratch. Like
0: fighter jet. That's a good one. Yeah, they'd be making noises. Like yeah. shaped like this, they would make noises coming through. Um, this one looks like a horseshoe. It's Or does. an Omega sign or something. It's so wild. Like, how hard would it be to draw this issue? Yes, just sir. Just volumes of people and
1: chaos. But then, but then you see the Miller shorthand for how he's able to do that and still, you know, eat t- t- two to three meals a day, you know?
0: How about this for shorthand? It reminds me of, like, Sergio Aragonese. Because he'll draw yeah. those big battle things. And yeah. it's just, you know, it's an arm coming out from a shield. It's sort of building on, you know, each level as you're coming out. Or going back, I suppose. Yeah. Um, some
1: similarity though there's your phalanx shape and you see how solid it is yeah it feels like the uh the special teams wedge busters on a kickoff (laughs) yeah right (laughs) look at our boys man they're they're having fun eating apples in the midst of pornography.
0: Man, and if you guys want to make this a drinking game at home, go for, like, uh, No Prisoners, No Mercy. Every time you see No Prisoners, No Mercy, throw one back. Probably won't make it through the series. <laughs> I love whenever he does this, where it's almost a comics page yeah. within the bigger two-page spread that he's building. You know, to go from this size panel to, like...
1: Yeah, and he'll expand on that. He'll, he'll do more of that in that uh, Hell and Back miniseries. It becomes a thing that he does. So here we go. This is our first view of Xerxes, right? Yes, sir.
0: You give him the money shot. You give him that big low angle, big full page splash, and you make him look like a million bucks, as, it, as Jim Cornette might say. Yeah,
1: and it says so much. Like, there's promo cut in here, man, because this is avarice. This is this is opulence. This is a soft punk that that like a guy like Leonidas like, should should not respect. You know, we spent a lot of like I killed wolves when I was a little kid. You probably got hands soft as charming and this is
0: what i was talking about like of all the you know it's almost a little town that's walking underneath his giant throne set up right you know what else i see there
1: jack kirby fourth world stuff sure sure and uh you know hubris it comes for it comes from the greek like you know flying too close to the sun with wings made of wax and this dude thinks of himself as a god and the mistakes that come with that and then i start to think about like there's like literal kanye lyrics where he's like i am a god you know what i mean yeah you can't believe that height absolutely not you're gonna be in trouble the very bottom step human being bent over (laughs) do you remember bruno uh the the chasse baron cover flick when when he had fucking paula abdul sitting on a benton guy and she was doing it like no like no big deal (laughs) She was, she was real salty when she, when she found out that she signed a, a waiver and is going to be in that movie. She's coming to Steel City Con. There it is, man. <laughs> if she was there with the animated cat from that one music video, that would be pretty rad. <laughs> Maybe somebody could cosplay. I love that there's
0: this little bit of like um, negative space and he puts a caption in there. Yeah. And then it's almost like this next panel is built, same deal, with that kind of negative space carrying through. Yeah. But that happens to be, like, the panel shape.
1: Yeah, it's so cool, man, because, like, you see these guys kind of in the shadows. A little Will Eisner. Yeah. Yeah, and a a lot of this is, like, Leonidas knows that they're going to... The Persians will fuck up. They'll just have themselves a harder time. If they touch me, that'll create a martyr and everybody back home is going to gonna be like they're going to pick up a spear and get ready to fight. So so he can engage. But this is like oh, you know when two two rival mob leaders meet, you know, you got you got your soldiers on both sides. Yeah, and Leonidas leaves with this really great what's your back your men look nervous. Right. Yeah, because they're all he's talking about like how they're all slaves and and they're all like in fear. Leonidas doesn't command that way he has mad respect but this opulent man god they don't respect him fun structure of like we
0: had seen the first day in the first half of this issue and now we're in the first night
1: such iconic Frank Miller lettering you know using big brush
0: mm-hmm. yeah you can almost see the brush stroke in each of those letters
1: yeah and it's and it's unmistakable Frank Miller
0: and he's got the uh his his move here is to pile up these these Persian
1: bodies. Yeah, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do to, to to instill doubt in people's minds, man.
0: Very creative the stuff that they're doing here in terms of um who knows if there's any of this stuff makes sense as a strategy for war, but for visual storytelling, very easy to follow, you know, like they've piled up these bodies and now what they're going to push them on the next, uh, the next wave of soldiers that are coming in.
1: It's one of those crazy things, Jimmy, like, like there's so much theory and, and theoretical stuff when it comes to war and in generals, they, they will, it's not like you have 5 million wars in history to, to get like a real good case sample and exactly what to do. And, and technology always changes. And, and it's like, Imagine that game that you're playing where you got the fucking globe and terrain and maps of that stuff and you gotta like use history, even recent history, but you get one chance and it may or may not work, you know, like it's not that refined a science, really, if you, if you get down to it. What, what do I know? I just make comics. <laughs> Speaking of making comics,
0: how great are these immortals as characters in a comic? Like if you're just thinking Frank Miller making a comic... Boy, there are some good ingredients in this story. And,
1: and once again, right, another piece of psychological warfare to go along with the physical combat. Imagine seeing these guys at a distance, maybe not thinking at first that that it is masks, and then you got these like gremlins coming at you. That would make your heart heartbeat a little extra.
0: And the the body's paying off there. <laughs> The Immortals, we put their name to the test. It's slippery work and a spear going right through the guy's eye. The, the placement of the captions, really great, because often there's something right around them that leads you into or out of those captions. That's oh, yeah. a visual, uh, I mean, I don't know how to describe what that is visually, but there's a payoff there. It's a moment. It's uh, wrestling cover fodder.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, the Crimson Mask, <laughs> the Buck 50. Or the Kamala Hogan's uh, head on on a spear.
0: <laughs> right. brings in the uh the arcadians with with the place something for them to do now
1: and they have big Call a's us amateurs will they <laughs> they got big a's on their show see even that piece is the suggestion of good leadership in terms of directing right like like manipulating these guys into filling like less than so now you got to prove yourself
0: yeah these guys aren't main event level but there's a place for them on the card
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. you just need lots of them to to, <laughs> to you know use up a bunch of arrows
0: yeah. Brave amateurs, they do their part. And a man who fancies himself a god feels a very human shield crawl up his spine. This is his A-listers. This is his special forces. And uh, to to kind of be beaten by Arcadians, boy, that's a, that's the ultimate psychological warfare insult, right? Yeah.
1: Once again, more color over top of the black layer. Mm-hmm. I think there's a function to that here where, where you need that background color and, and the black line to just merge, to, to mesh better.
0: Yeah, man, I, I wonder how this comes about. Would love to talk to Lynn Varley about some of the technical stuff here.
1: Yeah, because you could even see uh, brush strokes and spatter and stuff like like over top of the black.
0: Because I've played with things like this, but it's, again, with like 25 years later in digital, mm-hmm. you know, where I scan original art and you don't do the, the level adjustment. You right. let the unevenness of the black ink come through on your final art, and it's exactly what this bottom piece looks like. I just know that's not how this was done. Yeah. yeah you can see some of the red paint on the top. It's clearly on the surface of everything it is
1: yeah that's pretty cool so this is the this is the part where like they they had such a successful little battle, and this is a little bit of an arc change for Leonidas where he's he's allowing himself to actually think like they have a shot, and that feels human to me that feels that feels right. It mm-hmm. feels um like you have good balance. In terms of your own psychology, because why should you feel like you're just going to commit suicide? You know, stay measured. Hey, man, we do have a shot. Trick yourself. You know, it's fake it till you make it. Miller never
0: lettered a book better than this it's great lettering this is phenomenal this is exactly what I said and it's even like a parallel to whenever we see the spear go through the eye it's the same eye
1: you know it's another one of these eyes tied in with our eye as we're reading there's a there's a there's a wave of books and we haven't gotten there yet Big Fat Kill is lettered great Yellow Bastard is and this like those are three primo lettering jobs for sure And he's got that sharp ass, probably, I would say, the yellow rapidograph, maybe the brown. Yeah,
0: and I'm with you on this, uh, his moment of uh, hope, you know, for more than glory. That's that's such a great line.
1: Such mad hope, but there it is. We can win.
0: Mm, Good stuff. And at that point, what do you do? Flip the value. Cut to our guy who tried to commit suicide whenever the Spartans rejected him, but he lived. And now, damn you all. To and, the spartans
1: and, yeah and he's you know he leaves
0: his, his spartan helmet behind as he slinks off into the night S-
1: sore loser you know a little little wuss little punk
0: and once again man good good uh good ending there and slinks off for victory probably the weakest of the covers this one not too exciting
1: that's true spartan once again got your good guys I mean you got your bad guys up there got your good guys down here kind of taking them out
0: really feels like morning where we're starting to see the sky is lighting up but the silhouettes are still on the ground that reads like morning to me yeah also it feels like this could be one long he should have run this
1: one like across four yeah. that that, yeah, that, that, would, that that'd be grand scale
0: so interesting to see him like Really playing with the two page spreads
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he just goes a little bit off center you know with this gutter yeah to to make that two page spread a two page spread
1: yeah, knowing that you know you got a copy area you gotta make sure the typography is you know within proper bounds
0: and there's your elephant scene, monsters from half the world away, stupid, clumsy beasts though you see them falling slipping on the uh, on the dead bodies
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and this would work man it's like fucking douchebag hunchback surely a virgin you know it couldn't pay enough gold cougarans for an oracle to let his whistle i feel
0: like there should be an asterisk down here and it should be like by the creator of sin city yeah sure
1: <laughs> other books by frank miller <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know he's got his chicks like like all the all the simple creature comforts man he's a simple man you know, like he's he's got no attention, no love. Uh, we saw earlier that the Persians, like like money, is no option. Like they will they will spend money to their ends, and you know they're giving that little schmuck some grace because he narked out his, his 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 homelanders. And look, all you have to do is kneel, and, and you see this is what happened. Maybe I wonder, no, because like. It was a politician that was not a hunchback, but I was like thinking, like, is this like where they get the you know, rub hunchbacks back for good luck kind of thing?
0: I was here about the hunchback gimmicks in WCW. Oh, yeah, I don't remember those. I think it was Jim Hurt had this idea of uh have hunchbacks as a tag team that couldn't lose because how could you pin them? And Ollie Anderson's <laughs> like, I'll put
1: an arm bar-, bar on him and have him submit. Right. <laughs> That's the days of the juicer, man. So dumb pizza man. Jim Hurd. Yes, that's right. Papa John CEO or something like that. Here we
0: have Leonidas directing Dilio's to, uh, the men need a boost. Tell them a story, one that'll get their
1: blood up. Still butch. I trust that scratch hasn't made you useless so heartily, my Lord. It's just, it's just an eye. The gods saw fit to give me a spare. That's right. Butch guys, man.
0: And as he's telling the story, man, we find out the fate that's going to, uh, bring about the end of this victory
1: absolutely man but but it's uh but it's you know it's delios who's the one tasked with preserving the narrative and he actually isn't that happy about it he's like dude i want to kick some fucking ass i don't want it to be 299
0: yeah that's right
1: like it's almost that thing like he's like the old men that have to hang back with the ladies to like you know divvy up the the buffalo carcass or whatever not going out to, to get it.
0: I wonder also, like, how much is Miller and Varley talking about how to approach some of the color? You know, that, that face lit up by the fire, it's just,
1: it's such a good piece. And, and he is providing lighting for that for sure in the black.
0: And there's your moment. Dilios, let's take a walk. 'Cause they kinda know at this point they're not coming out of this. Yeah. Glory is all they have. <laughs> There's not gonna be a victory here today.
1: Yeah. And it's and it's and it's a move. It, you know, it's it's uh it's it's paying it forward because because rather than Leonidas just being a martyr, it's like all three hundred of them become martyrs and it it interlocks the rest of like the Greek community, all the Arcadians and the Athenians, like like all of those guys, they're like fuck, man, the, the Spartans completely sacrificed themselves knowing that they weren't going to win. Like, we better put some differences aside and and hold these Persians off.
0: Dilio asks if there's any messages for the queen and he says none that need to be spoken. That's a great, that's a great exchange. More butch talk. But it's also the arc that we established with the queen in that very first part where he's like, I'm not coming, you know, I, I, I won't be back to Sparta. Yeah. It feels like...
1: All of these threads are answered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like everything he lays down gets its payoff.
0: Yeah, and uh, tonight we dine in hell. Here's our movie trailer
1: line, everybody. Get that in there. Eat hearty. (laughs) Except you got to roll the R. (laughs) Look at the opulence of our guy now, man. (laughs) <laughs> and, and the eyeball is visible. Doesn't it feel like you almost figure this part out first? Sure.
0: It's, it's so grotesque. I remember there, there was talk about Miller after Electra Lives again and not doing that clear line style anymore. Right, yeah, yeah. And I wonder <laughs> if something broke in him after drawing all of this stuff. Sure. Where it was like, we're not doing any more historical things, yeah. nothing with armor or armies
1: yeah yeah it you know it'd be interesting to, to like relook at that uh eisner miller book because he talks about this a little bit about like the referencing of pottery and clothes and all the simple things in life that can be um anachronistic if you fuck it up not easy not easy that's a lot of time away from the drawing board um and this is very spare and in, in it's where you don't see the inside of homes and and stuff like that really and there's that big pit like He's taking liberties for sure. Probably using the movie. A lot of those guys would do that. Just yeah. use use a uh, Hollywood. Love this man. POV shot inside the mask. Like I, I stole that for uh, X Men Grand Design. Inside Magneto's mask versus uh, the Master Man. The the cross cutting between outside
0: looking at the guy versus the point of view really strong. Yeah. Really sells this visual. Great
1: that it's a wordless spread. Ta- you know, taking out the uh, immortals. Now you got the arch- archery dudes.
0: Look how great this is—the the cut in the helmet. Yeah, it's and then there. you see the scar in Absolutely. his eye from that cut.
1: Yeah, it's there. I mean, you see the cut in the in the helmet. Yeah, that's a pretty fun detail. Then there's our guy. In we're we're hardwired for for betrayal and like wanting the betrayer to just have the worst death ever. Like once he turns heel. Like, you just want him to be fucking destroyed. Oh, yeah. For sure. And, and fiction and stories just work this way. This is amazing how good Leonidas looks with his helmet on. Uh-huh.
0: Because that's what you need, and that's often the challenge. Yeah. Like, usually with a character design, he'll look great in his, in his costume, or he'll look great out of it. Sure. But to get it to work both
1: ways, very challenging. The mark-making is nearly Corbin-ish.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, the, definitely the, the armor.
1: and stuff. And you know they still
0: want to do kind of like a peace deal. Like you can still be in charge of Sparta. You just
1: got to just got to kneel. Got to bend that knee.
0: Yeah, not going to happen. Of course. Flashback to the wolf story that we that we saw early on. Flashback to the uh the cover
1: art. Yes.
0: <laughs> still some of that Corbin those little little dots and dashes.
1: Yeah. I'm telling you, man, in the movie, when you see them do these kinds of things, it really feels substantial. The sound works great.
0: Yeah, and he does kneel, but it's just to feign a a little distraction, lower their guard for a minute. And then he takes his spear in one last defiant move. Tries to throw it to uh, Xerxes. Boy, he, he elongates this. We looked at a uh, the manga Hotel Harbor View, where we have like four pages of a bullet traveling slowly towards its its uh, the heart. Kind of seeing the same thing, right, with the spear being thrown across several spreads, and just
1: just not, a flesh wound. Not flinching, standing up to it. But he's going to have he's got that reminder now. He's got the buck fifty. He's got the uh, he's got the Omor. And also, that that probably, like, he's a pretty boy, you know? So, like, to have that facial scar, he's Victor Von Doom. Once again, we're painting over top of the black line here. Yeah, painting with white. Yeah. Maybe that's why you do it. Like, like those other pages that where we had that. Like, I don't know if there was that. But maybe that's why you go over just, like, a black Xerox. As opposed to doing typical blue line. Could be some of those cool arrow points. Yeah.
0: And this is pretty much a massacre, right? Oh yeah. It's a nice composition of Leonidas's head and the helmet. Not his helmet, but kind of as the page flows.
1: Yeah, yeah, there goes Stumblios catching some vapors. Man, we're going full. What is it? Throne of Blood? What was the Furosawa joint? Yeah heck of a uh, and this battlefield, is, right? Yeah, and this is the martyrdom. Um, I remember in school reading uh, Red, Bad, Red Badge of Courage. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, S- Sergeant JC, Lieutenant JC, who, when he gets gunned down, arms go out, and then it's like, JC, Jesus Christ. Like, we got our boy Akimbo splayed out, kind of. I mean, the, full-on official martyr
0: man those arrows make for a uh quite a
1: great design element on the, this spread you need color like you see this like the co- this would be a tough book in black and white yeah um for this kind of thing you really need that color to separate it would stuff. be so different it would be it, you know I'm, I'm surprised there isn't a black
0: and white edition of this i would
1: accept that artist edition
0: yeah yeah, I would love to see that, especially if you goosed uh, it up with maybe a 30-page Lynn Varley piece in the back. That'd be sick as fuck. It'd be great. But this is where Miller really gets into, leans into the propaganda of the story. And I think it's the stuff that made the movie so successful. You know, this idea of, like, this is your preservation of democracy. This is the legacy of, of these dead bodies. And you can see Dilios, man, spreading that story. Tell this story. Tell this story and uh, ready yourselves for war. Man, that's the stuff too, you know? Like, it's weird to make work this way.
1: Never seen the Cape and mm-hmm. in the entire book, man. When you see red at that level, is that airbrush? <clears throat> mm, I doubt it. It may be some kind of an opaque
0: paint, like a uh, an acrylic or something.
1: I don't know. You see no strokes.
0: Yeah, not too much. Wild comic. Oh yeah, you know, like like reading this when it's coming out. There was nothing like this that that I knew of. And
1: for it to be a hit, right? Yeah, you know, he he had high equity. Like it would sound like kind of like a boring idea. I think, uh, you know, period pieces. Yeah. Like like how well do period pieces do in in in, in comics? I I can't really think of uh, very many other ones. Um, but high buying temperature, he's not relegating himself to just accurate history. He's allowing it to be pulpy and fun and and super heroic. feels like he's taking a chance.
0: Like he's trying something here that there's no blueprint for this. This is almost coasting on like you go, oh,
1: I did a crime comic with Sin City and now crime comics are a
0: genre again. Yep. Let me do this historical war comic. I
1: think it's the way to go. You know, like I, I think, I think that's totally, uh, for the... He loves comics. He loves the culture of comics. Uh, he knows manga, at least on a superficial level. Like, you do that if you have buy- high buying temperature. Like, uh, you, you know, you were talking, like, why isn't there the great b- baseball comic in America? Like, it's like somebody just has to make it. But it's a gamble because there's nothing to point to. Yeah. And you gotta, you got to take that chance and then have it be successful. And then there will be, you know? Like, where, where was that, that whole wing of comics before Reyna came through? You know, she did it, it, paid dividends, and there's all kinds of, you know, a whole bookshelf devoted to that stuff. 30 bucks back in the day. That yeah. was
0: a lot of money for me to spend on a book. I picked this up Especially a Especially a book that I
1: had already bought. I did, a, uh, I, I did not pick that up when it, when it came out. I loved it. I, I, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, that's genius. It felt like, you know, it should have been that way the whole, the whole time. But uh, in one of the very first show-and-tell videos, man, we're just like, pick up a bunch of comics and show your haul. I picked that thing up for I don't know five ten bucks or something, um, because it was something I lusted for. It felt like the right way to read it, um, but you know, leave it up to the kayfabe audience to decide to decide the optimal way to read the comic. Super fun to go through. Heck of a book. Such it, a joy. It, it really feels to me like you know, we
0: talk about Miller and and sometimes critically. Sure. To me, this is this is a certain peak of his. Yeah. And and you know it's almost like a very fertile period when he starts doing creator own stuff when he comes back from Hollywood and he's doing Sin City and Hard Boiled and all that stuff. I group this in with that period. Yeah. And it's really fertile. And then, I don't know, something changes. But it feels like it's around that. It's around nine eleven or something. You know, it feels like whenever some sensibilities change there. But this stuff, there's a lot of precision in
1: and many of the spreads in here. Absolutely, man amazing compositions you good to go yeah okay, K favors like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell we'll notify you when new vids are available jimmy tell the people what's out there street
0: angel deadly Scroll live back in print eight complete stories of the homeless ninja on a skateboard perfect for the superhero action comics fan in your life hulk grand design monster madness the comic books are available now so if you can't wait pick those up But the Oversized Treasury Edition, Fluorescent Green, will be in stores in early 2023. Highly recommend that you pre-order that wherever you pre-order books. And join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug where you can download a lot of my out-of-print zines and mini-comics as well as some e-zines like a collection of all of my freelance covers I just
1: posted last week. So join me on Patreon. Red Room, the anti-social network. Red Room, trigger warnings. Murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game in the Red Room universe. Each of these trade paperbacks... Contains four complete stories, as well as about 70 pages of additional material, and I'm serializing new stuff on my Patreon every Tuesday. Three bucks get you the archive there. Patreon.com slash I have all this material up there, more than 300 pages. Get to those links in my link tree in the description below this video to get to all those destinations. Keep buying our comics. It keeps the lights on in the cafe studios so that we can keep making these videos. Jimmy, tell the people what else we have out there, man. Subscribe to the Cartoonist KFABE newsletter at the links below this video. You can
0: also find Cartoonist KFABE t shirts, merchandise, mugs, stickers, all kinds of good stuff
1: at our spread shop, also in the links below this video. It's another great way to support the Cartoonist KFABE channel. Give those marching orders, Jim. We'll be on our way. Read more comics.